Some quarterback shakeups heading into week 14. Desmond Ritter has been announced the new starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, not the only rookie quarterback getting his first career NFL start this season. Brock Purdy taking on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield claimed by the Los Angeles Rams. Is he really going to come in in two days and become the starting quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams and our week 14 six pack of favorite picks coming up right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson, as always, at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you do is you pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Start with the quarterback news of the week, Matt. And there is no Atlanta Falcons game this week. They are on a bye, and it's the perfect time. I think you had to do it if you're the Atlanta Falcons to plug in the rookie quarterback. He's had all offseason post-draft. He's had training camp. He's how now had 13 weeks of NFL football of his rookie season to watch, to sit on the sidelines. You have an extra bit of time now by week to get him ready to go and start the rest of the way for your 2022 season. You're multiple games under 500. You're not going to go anywhere this season. You're you would, it would take a crazy run to go make the playoffs that you haven't proven you're going to be able to do. So let's see the kid. It's Desmond Ritter time in Atlanta, what are your thoughts there on, on the young quarterback? Yeah, and we've kind of been suggesting this for a couple of weeks now, but I think the timing's perfect where you have the offense in place. They're unbelievably run heavy. You've given Mariota more than enough leash to show that he isn't the guy. I mean, he's had a pretty rough year, to be honest with you. The argument to stick with Mariota, I assume, is, hey, you're right in the hunt in this terrible divisional race. You know, why change things now? But I think they've lost five of seven. I mean, they've really come back to earth in a big way. And frankly, Ritter's a similar athlete in that you don't have to change the offense. I mean, you could still have a lot of quarterback runs, maybe a, a couple fewer. I think you'll throw the ball at least as well as Mariota. I'm sure there'll be some rookie bumps and things like that. But it would be a crime not to know what you have in the guy going into the offseason. I think that's the most important thing because you've yeah. got to make your plans for 2023 and be realistic about what your 2022 season is going to look like in the end. And, you know, so I think, and it's funny because some, some of the comps for Desmond Ritter were Marcus Mariota, you know, yeah, like, yeah. six, four skinny can, athlete, good arm, not amazing cannon of an arm, you know? Um, and he's, you know, he started a lot of football games. He's mature. Uh, you know, he was one of the players you thought in this draft from rookie quarterbacks that could play early in his career. Agreed. So uh, you got to see the young man. You got to know what you have going into next year. And for Desmond Ritter's Atlanta Falcons offense, I think there you should expect more volatility um, there. I think there's enough because 
Marcus Mariota has always played things very close to the vest. Yeah. It doesn't take a lot of chances. And I think that's one difference we'll see with these two quarterbacks is Desmond Ritter might throw the ball a little bit more outside the numbers, down the field, take a few more chances, more aggressive eyes, mm-hmm. you know, when he's standing in the pocket. And that might lead to more big plays, might lead to more mistakes as well. And he's obviously a rookie. So you're going to have some rookie moments for any young quarterback, even if he turns out to be a, a really great one for the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm excited for it. I think it's something that needed to happen. I think it's the perfect time for it. Late season by and you plug in the rookie quarterback. Yeah, 100% agree. I think it's perfect timing. I wonder how long they've targeted this week to do it. I mean, maybe the day they drafted him. Maybe it happened today. I I don't know. Um, Last notes on him. He was instrumental in turning that Cincinnati program from a total afterthought into, I don't want to say a powerhouse for their level, but a really respectable unit, obviously, Sauce Gardner, guys like that. And in terms of athleticism and as a runner, I do think there's some comparisons between Mariota and Ritter. Neither one is a lot of wiggle. They're kind of straight line-ish guys, but they can scoot. Yeah, long-legged, lanky, striders. And you're right. I think that's probably the number one thing that you put on Desmond Ritter's resume. And the reason you like him the most in the draft, a program elevator. Cincinnati was in the tournament. That's crazy. (laughs) Right, right. It's amazing what he did. Got better every year. And he was on the radar the year before. He could have come out uh, into the NFL draft the, the year prior, too, and probably been you know, at probably been picked just as high too. Similar, he stayed yeah. and elevated that program. Um, there was a lot of other good players around him to help, but um, you tend to see that a lot when a program gets elevated. the The rising the the rising tide lifts all ships, right? Yeah, that, yeah, right. That's right. What a quarterback can do for you like Desmond Ritter. So I'm excited for it. Can he do it in Atlanta? I mean, that's going to be a monumental task and harder than Cincinnati. But you know, it's a it's a feather in his cap. You know, we'll see. I'm excited Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. And and hopefully it resurrects the, the fantasy career of Kyle Pitts in 2023. Too. That would be nice. <laughs> Any non-Mariota would think would help. It turns out the, the Los Angeles Rams were the only team to claim Baker Mayfield on waivers to put in a claim. There's a lot of talk about the 49ers. There was talk about multiple other teams that mm-hmm. might put in a claim for Baker Mayfield. And it was just the... Uh, the the Los Angeles Rams that put in that claim, they got Baker Mayfield, and it sounds like they're trying to plug him in for Thursday night football with, with basically zero practice time rolling into town. That's how bad the quarterback situation is for the Los Angeles Rams. We'll get to that game and make our picks for Raiders at Rams on Thursday night in a little bit, but I want to talk just about Baker Mayfield and your thoughts on Baker Mayfield and the Rams in the fifth there, and what do you think was the number one reason the Rams felt they needed to claim Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he plays tonight or not. That seems ludicrous to me. I mean, he was on a plane, I assume, Tuesday night, and it's Thursday <laughs> afternoon. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he maybe had a maybe get a, a Wednesday walkthrough. Maybe. maybe, maybe. And I guess you can do some basic stuff with him, you know, basic route concepts and have the wristband on. But still, I mean, he doesn't know any of these guys. Um, I have no inside knowledge of this. I just think the Rams situation going forward is unbelievably tenuous, you know, could they try to run this thing back? You know, we did this yesterday with Twitter Wednesday and saying, you know, could they just run it back, be a playoff team again with better health and some better luck? Maybe. But I'm not a social media person all that much. I'm on Twitter because I have to be basically. But I guess Matthew Stafford's wife, who has gone through a lot in her own life, is basically said, I would like Matthew to hang it up. You know, I mean, again, I'm paraphrasing. That's what I've been told. That's what I've heard. And he's taken a beating. I mean, he just won a Super Bowl. He had, I think he has to have some sort of major surgery in order to play the game ever again. So I'm just saying if he hangs it up or if McVay hangs it up or they blow it up or a combination of any of the above, 
what do the Rams have at their disposal for next quarterback? And I'm not saying they're going to save Mayfield's career and he's going to be the first overall pick again, but it's worth the risk to audition him for the rest of the year. And I just don't think it's insane that he might be the Rams starting quarterback next year. And it's twofold for as far as, you know, quarterback Baker Mayfield goes in into 2023 for the Rams or anybody else, uh, this is classic Rams trying to play maybe the comp pick game as well. So there's that angle. Yeah, yeah. I can see them talking themselves into it and be like, look, if we let him go through waivers, he's not going to sign with us because we're not contending. He'll sign with, you know, he'd probably rather sign with the the uh, competing 49ers who lost their quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. with that was some suspect timing, by the way, that uh, a contender's quarterback goes down and he's like, hey, let me out of here. Let me out of my contract kind of thing. Um, a division rival picks him up. Yeah, he'd probably season. rather do that and sign there for the minimum than even be claimed and make a million dollars more, you know, cause it would have, you know, if you signed for the minimum and been, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars prorated for the rest of the year where he gets 1.3 prorated uh, since he was claimed. So he makes more money being claimed. Um, but he, you know, it's, it, it's, it wouldn't have been the best situation. So he, he might've signed somewhere. So the Rams wouldn't have been able to get him probably is their thinking. It's like, we have to claim him or he's going to sign somewhere else if we want him. Yeah. So they have the opportunity to maybe, salvage their season a little bit because you know the draft it doesn't help them to tank and, and earn a high pick because it's not their pick anyway so they're like well, we'll see if we can be a little bit better and more competitive down the stretch with baker mayfield at quarterback than what we have maybe he earns us a comp pick maybe he's even our quarterback into the future so the more you look at it and sort of peel the onion back with the rams and baker mayfield it starts to make a little bit more sense especially mm-hmm. knowing where the rams are and looking ahead for the rams if you judge it and maybe things have changed even since the deadline but you know just a month ago at the trade deadline before the beginning of november they were offering two first round future picks and we're talking 2024 2025 draft Mm -hmm. for brian burns so that signifies to me that they're probably going to offer the same type of stuff this offseason to try to limp this thing forward and keep it going with the stars and scrubs thing which means Eventually, it's going to fall apart and they're going to be terrible, but that could be sooner. It could be later. Depends a lot on Matthew Stafford. Uh, You've talked about Sean McVay. There was rumors that he could potentially decide to retire and take a year off and do the whole Sean Payton thing, what it seems like he's doing, and go into a booth somewhere and make a lot of money for a short term and then come back and coach somebody else. Um, Aaron Donald had already filed papers to retire. I mean, are you kidding me? If there's right. no Stafford and, and you think Ramsey's going to stick around, <laughs> yeah. the Rams with Baker Mayfield even say, like, that's not going to be a great team next year. If there's no right. Stafford, if there's no Aaron Donald, uh, that's not going to be a good football team. So you want those picks. So um, if I was the, the Panthers, I might've thought about doing that deal because of how bad this could go, because I have a feeling they're going to do whatever they can to try to be competitive again, knowing that eventually it's going to fall apart and, you know, at least let's win another let's try to win one more time before it does fall apart. But the problem with the Rams right now is they're a worse team than they were as a Super Bowl team last year. And that was coming in with full health this year. And then you see with a couple of beings here and there, how bad it can go. And it's going to be really hard for them to get back to even the level they were in 2021 in 2023. So I I don't know if I see it for the Rams right now. They're, they're, they're in a really rough spot. And if I'm Stafford, I might be like, yeah, I'm done. You know, I mean, enough of this. Uh, My last little nuggets and we can get the games and whatever are, um, I do trust McVeigh, probably not tonight, to make Mayfield look respectable. You know, I mean, just to work with the guy, put some okay tape out there, better than the worst quarterback in the league like he was in Carolina, you know. And the other thing, too, I love the comp pick suggestion, too, because even if he stinks, I mean, and I don't think he'll stink, stink, but if he starts the rest of the year, 
somebody out there is going to give him the Mariota Trubisky contract, which in comp pick world is what six million, eight million. I mean, yeah. might end up giving it. You might get. You might just picked up a third round pick. Right. You're, just, you're buying a mid round pick maybe for mm-hmm. a million bucks. Right. Right. And they need All right. it. We've got to get to our six-pack of picks, one of those being Thursday Night Football with the Raiders at Rams coming up next. This episode brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that you're going to want to check out. Tons of great content coming out here in the football world. And, of course, if you're checking out this show, you love yourself some football podcasts, and you'll be able to find a sneak peek of the new Block Forever podcast available on the Locked On NFL channel right now of course you can find it on audible and all of your favorite podcast apps as well what is block forever it's a brand new podcast from former nfl all pro ryan khalil and audible khalil takes the conversation about football to the next level not just in the game but you will get an insider's look of the game through the eyes of the greatest players and personalities of all time star players like christian mccaffrey of current players there's past players hall of famers on the show but not just on the field, behind the scenes as well, inside locker rooms, team meetings, back at the hotel, uh, tons of content and tons of inside information on Block Forever. It's going to be released every Thursday on Audible and wherever you get your podcasts. And head over to Locked On NFL right now for a sneak peek of Block Forever or catch the full series available everywhere you get your podcasts. Audible, get in the game. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. The games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thursday night, so Baker Mayfield, whether it's Baker Mayfield or... I, I, it seems like it's going to be Baker Mayfield at least a little bit here uh, yeah. on Thursday night for the Rams. They are hosting the Raiders and the Raiders are favored by six and a half. And probably a lot of it is because of how disastrous the Rams are right now and how much better the Raiders have been playing as of late. The Raiders now five and seven on the year, the Rams three and nine. And if you're going to start a quarterback that's had one walkthrough, um, I, I, I don't see how you can't bet on the Raiders in this one. Yeah, me too. I mean, if this was over seven, I would hesitate. At six and a half, I'm pretty confident that Oakland can hand it. Oakland can can hand it to Josh Jacobs time and time again, and probably win the game that way. But I like where Carr's at. Adams has been a superstar. Rams are really short on guys right now. The short week thing doesn't bother me. Easy road trip. Uh, I'll 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 lay the six and a half. It's amazing. I've flown to Vegas numerous times from, uh, you know, out of SFO, out of mm-hmm. Oakland, and, you know, it's similar out of L.A. It's it's the most amazing quick flight. Uh, it's 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 probably a shorter drive than from the hotel to, like, the stadium in L.A. You know wow. what I mean? Because yeah, it's yeah. just, you don't even get to the peak. You just go, beep, oh, over the mountains. Okay, we're down. We're going down. <laughs> there's, no, there's no, like, cruising altitude. You just go up and right back down again, and you're in. It, That's it's, crazy. It's amazing. It's cheap, and it's, it's like a quick taking a helicopter. And, no, it's 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 unreal. So yeah, that's that's not a trip that's going to bother the Raiders going from Las Vegas to L.A. And there's going to be a ton of Raiders fans at this game, probably oh, yeah. as many or more in the stands than Rams fans. And we see that a lot with L.A. But I mean, obviously, a, a former L.A. team. There's tons of Raiders fans in Los Angeles. They'll they'll come out strong for this one. So I really love the Raiders. The the Rams are in such a bad spot right now. I just don't see any way they're going to be able to muster up enough points or uh, stop the Raiders offense, um, you know, even though I'm, I'm not a, a huge believer in the Raiders and we were kind of joking yesterday how we're going to pick against the Raiders again. Uh, nope, that's gonna, it's not going to happen. Half points is not enough to scare me off the Raiders in this one. 
No, and they have a lot to play for still. They have got momentum. I mean, I think the, the second or the, the remaining year for the Rams is not going to be pretty. I want to reiterate the stat that I they talked about yesterday too, for those that might have missed yesterday's podcast about the difference that Devontae Adams is making for the Raiders right now. And even though his numbers are are good, but they're not as crazy as they have been in the past. In fact, he's, they've actually gotten a lot better. I'm looking at his numbers right now. And his yards per route run are be, insane. You know, yeah. 79 catches, 11, 76 yards, 12 touchdowns. So he's doing a number, but what he's also doing is opening up the run game on those early downs. Yep, teams yep. are still uh, playing two deep safeties. They're playing back and it's allowing Josh Jacobs to do what he's doing, which is going nuts for 1,303 yards so far this season and 10 touchdowns. So that's obviously what, um, the the Raiders have been hanging their hat on and 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 they are definitely turning things around and look look like a much different team you know since basically post trade deadline than they did in the first half of the season. Yeah, Max Crosby might have four sacks tonight too. We've got some divisional matchups here and yeah, it's a good, good game one in the AFC East, which the seven and five Jets are at the nine and three Bills. Are you believer a believer in these new Mike White led Jets? Because they're two games back right now. They'll be knocking on the door. If the Jets win this game, they'll be a game back of the lead in the AFC East match. I believe in them enough to keep this within 10 points. I mean, they're, they're getting nine and a half on the road. Division games are usually tight. I mean, I think Allen is struggling through some things. Von Miller injury. I mean, the, the, the Bills haven't been a dominant, dominant team that we expect of late. They're still awesome. They're still a Super Bowl contender. But I think the Jets' D is big-time legit. Allen will get hit. I have no doubt about that. I think their corners can do enough against the Bills' receivers. Um, Mike White is efficient enough to keep this thing close. He's allowing guys like Garrett Wilson to shine and do oh, some yeah. things. And it's amazing, like, just seeing <laughs> Garrett Wilson and especially uh, especially Elijah Moore, like, they're, mm-hmm. they're celebrating this quarterback change to go from Zach Wilson to – um, to Mike White and guys are even wearing Mike effing white shirts when they're getting on the, <laughs> you know, right, on right, the right. plane is like I don't I don't have a feeling that inside the inside the building there's not a lot of players that are super into Zach Wilson and, and that's definitely the vibe you get and are very much rallying behind Mike White so I like that divisional matchup like you mentioned 10 points is a lot for for this type of a game to me and surely the Bills should be favorite at home but 10 points is too much so give me the jets in those points me too i I don't think they're super concerned with zach wilson's feelings right now you know they're happy they got a guy and let's go jared goff and the detroit lions are hosting matt an nfc north matchup with the minnesota vikings the 10 and 2 vikes at the 5 and 7 lions detroit at home favored by two over the 10 win vikings matt so I tweeted this. I cut and pasted it from some article I was reading. I apologize. I didn't catch it. But in the last 20 years, there have been 53 teams with 10 wins or more after 13 weeks of play. Okay. Well, this year's Vikings at 10 and 2 are dead last of those 53 teams in point differential. You know, like they are close game, close game, close game. And they're a dog against a Lions team to pick second overall last year. I think that's slightly too disrespectful for the Vikes. I mean, I'll, I'll take the points. I mean, I still think they're better than the lions who are surging. We know Goff at home is a real thing and blitz and man coverage is not Kirk cousins friend. And he's going to see a lot of it, but I think cook and Jefferson blow up in this game. 
was it uh, how many weeks ago was it vikings and cowboys when they got smashed like three. yeah and yeah. we thought oh that's kind of a crazy line because the cowboys were favored on the right 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 right, right. and this is one another one and it's like i think vegas knows that the vikings are, are not as good as their record to be absolutely to be dogs against the detroit lions right now but i still like they're come on they Give me the points here with the Vikings, uh, even though they're on the road at Let's the Lions. Yeah. Are they that much of a paper tiger, the Minnesota Vikings right now? Um, we talked about on yesterday's podcast how if uh, if you reversed the the outcome in every one possession game in the NFL this season, the Vikings mm-hmm. would go from 10 and 2 to 1 and 11. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, right? It's so that's amazing. how you know that's how they've looked this year, but they've still won those games. You got to give them credit. I mean, like Bill Belichick won three-point games for 20 years you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. there's, there's still an arc to it. it right so are they that much of a paper tiger I, I don't know maybe we'll find out this week and i'll stop believing at all in the vikings even though i've been kind of down on how good they are but come on they they, sh- they should this should at least be a pick em game if you're given uh the lions an extra three at home I, I, I don't know about being favored for detroit so give me the vikings and the points yeah like i have a hard time believing that if this was in minnesota it would be a pick em or a vikes minus one type of game I mean, the Vikings got to be able to put up points against the Lions defense. Oh, you know, I think be a lot of points. Road, so how many points are the Lions going to score against the Vikings defense is the question. Yeah, no, I think there'll be a ton of points in this game. Start all your fantasy guys in this one. All right. Another divisional matchup. We've got the Eagles and Giants in the NFC East. We have Tom Brady going back home only for the second time to play at the San Francisco 49ers. Hard to believe in his career coming up next. Bet Online is your number one source for Sports betting, information, stats, news, and analysis this season for any sport, not just the NFL, professional and amateur league. Everyone covered out there from football to basketball to soccer to esports. Bet Online has you covered. How about some brand new lines this week from Bet Online? The next coach to be fired, Nathaniel Hackett, by a lot, leads that. Oh, group. <laughs> next up is Cliff Kingsbury, two to one, Lovey Smith, six to one. Then Dennis Allen, Dan Campbell, and Josh McDaniels. Uh, Interesting. Josh McDaniels has turned it, turned it around a little bit. Yeah, he's safe. Yeah, he's, he's definitely safe, in, in my opinion. So that would be a bad bet. Don't bet on that one. And I don't think there's the reports about the, the, the Raiders not being able to afford to fire a head coach this year anyway, even if they <laughs> wanted to. Uh, some brand new 49ers and Brock Purdy props as well. Tons of them. How many 49ers wins the rest of the, the season? Uh, will the 49ers remain... Um, Will 49ers win the remaining five regular season games? Go straight through it with a rookie quarterback. That's a, a prop you can bet on. Um, over under how many games Brock Purdy starts the rest of the way for the 49ers. There is uh, even prop bets about will there be a third tie this season after two ties oh. so far through 13 NFL weeks. So tons of things you can bet on at Bet Online and also be informed before you make those bets. So get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online where the game starts. It's been a little while since we talked about our friends from Built Bar, and uh, I've still got uh, some Built Bars that I hit just about every single day because they are a high-protein snack you can feel good about eating, but they are somehow miraculously, and when I say miraculously, I'll tell you more about some of the flavors they have right now at Built Bar, miraculously low in calories and low in sugar while they're high in protein and are most Built Bars covered in 100% real 
and delicious chocolate, which sets them apart from a lot of protein bars out there. How about these newest flavors? We've got some holiday flavors as well, and it's uh, a bunch of different kinds of built bars you can get now, too. There's the old classic built bars that are still my favorite, but there is the marshmallowy built puffs, candy cane brownie flavored puffs. There is built granola bars as well, white chocolate peppermint granola for this holiday season, cookie dough topper. Coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper, tons of great flavors. My favorite is still the old standard peanut butter built bar, but they are revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein in most bars, shockingly low sugar and calories, only 130 calories in most built bars. And Locked On listeners can get 15% off your order right now at Built. You got to try this. 15% 15% off your order right now by using promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. That is LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. Let's go to the East, Matt. We have got the Philadelphia Eagles at 11-1 coming in at the 7-4 and four Giants. Such an important run for the Giants here. They had Washington last week. They get the Eagles this week, then back again against Washington next week. Uh, they tied in the, the first of those three games in the NFC East. And um, this is a big one here, too, because the Giants can start to really slip in that conversation for the wild card if they start losing these games down the stretch. And this is going to be a tough one with the e- visiting Eagles favored by seven. Yeah, I think that's not enough of a line for me to dip away from the Eagles the way they're playing. I mean, I think this team, they were number one in my power ranks a couple of days ago when we did the top 10. I think they're the best combination of not only offense and defense in the league, but run offense, run defense, pass defense, pass offense. I mean, they kind of have it all. And and finding weaknesses on the Eagles is really hard to do. And they're well coached. And Hertz is in the MVP category. I just don't think the Giants are nearly in their class right now. And I do think they're a, a paper tiger. This one's tough because this is the the Peacock special this season with a with a home dog that is a good enough team getting a touchdown or more. I, I want to say, give me the points. Give me the, the home dog. I will say the one weakness the Eagles have had this year, which they've tried to fix and, and done a better job of fixing recently, is stopping the run. And that is where the New York Giants shine and Saquon Barkley. Can Saquon Barkley get it going? I think he can enough in this game to keep this one close. So... I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the points. I mean, okay. Eagles straight up is the way you have to believe this game is going to go. They're a better football team, but you know, it's seven points. That's enough for me to take the points here with the New York giants and keep this divisional matchup close. Yeah. I mean, divisional serious dog at home. I'm sure has hit like crazy this year. Yes. And, and just traditionally that's a, that's mm-hmm. usually a good bet to make. Yeah. So I, I hear mean, you. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be a little pragmatic with it, and uh, but in my heart, I I could absolutely see an Eagles blowout. The, the Eagles are a juggernaut right now. They I really mean, they're are just firing on all cylinders, like quarterback play, receivers getting open, making big plays, short down the field. They run the heck out of the football. They play really good defense. Uh, they're they're a tough matchup for anybody. They really are. They're very physical. They're great on the both lines of scrimmage. They have skill. They have corners. I mean, they they can really do and play it any way they want. Brian Dable still in that. Coach of the year conversation for you. I think I would have given him the award at, at the halfway point of the season. Yeah. I mean, if he can withstand this three game stretch and he already has a tie versus the Eagles and Washington and still be relevant two weeks from now, I think he has to be in the hunt. 
I mean, they don't really have much in the way of talent in New York. I mean, I like their defensive front and Barkley and Jones is okay, but they still have a lot of work to do this offseason. 49ers hosting the Buccaneers, the six and six Bucks. Short week after a Monday night football comeback win for Tom Brady, the guy with the most experience against the starting quarterback with the least experience this week <laughs> and rookie seventh rounder, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. Can Brock Purdy really knock off the GOAT Tom Brady? Niners favored by three and a half here. I'll take the favorite. I mean, Sure, Purdy over Brady. That makes perfect sense, right, Williamson? I, I just think that this Niners D is going to abuse the, the Bucs. And not that the Bucs offense is bad, but something's missing. And I think the speed and physicality of your guys on defense is really going to be problematic. The pass rush, what do they do about Bosa? I mean, there's some injuries up front for Tampa. Yeah, and I don't think Purdy, need, Purdy needs to do much. Purdy is, as long as Purdy doesn't throw the game away. Right? Yeah, right, right, right. Big quarterbacks out of it on paper. This really favors the 49ers. Short week. Tom Brady doesn't like That's pressure. The, his offensive line is in shambles. Um, no Tristan Wirfs this week. You've got a, a, a holding flag machine on the at left tackle from Donald <laughs> yeah. Smith against that 49ers front. And short passing, the Niners are really good with super fast linebackers to, to cover range there. And, you know, KDOT and quick outs isn't going to do it in this game. Could be low scoring, um, so maybe it's close enough, but I, I got to go Niners here as long as Purdy is not a disaster. And, and you know, it's it's Brady versus Purdy, but guess what? They don't play against each other. No, I mean, that's lovely and all, and Purdy's never going to have a close to the career that Brady is. That doesn't matter. Always do is win this game and not screw it up, and I think he will kind of with ease. All right, we didn't get to six games in our six-pack here, but That's there's right. still tons of great games to get to. The Dolphins-Chargers was going to be one of them, but we wanted to talk quarterbacks at the beginning of this podcast. We'll finish up the Week 14 picks tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.